0: Welcome to Psych Up Live with your host, Dr. Suzanne Phillips. This is the show that brings you a psychological perspective on common and current life issues. Here is Dr. Suzanne Phillips.
1: Hi and welcome. I'm Suzanne Phillips. Thanks for joining me again on Psych Up Live. Finding someone to love is something most of us want. But life is not fiction and finding love is not always so easy. More and more people have turned to online platforms, and there's a reported spike in online dating among users in countries around the world dealing with the coronavirus. How do you find the right person online? Is it possible? Are you sure you're looking in the right place for the right person? Our guest today has answers. I'm so excited to tell you that Ken Page, psychotherapist and author of the wonderful book, Deeper Dating, How to Drop the Games of Seduction and Discover the Power of Intimacy, returns to us on PsychUp Live to not only expand our understanding of deeper dating, but to tell us about his new deeper dating online site, which he describes as revolutionizing the way people find love. Ken Page is a renowned psychotherapist, he's a leading Psychology Today blogger, he's a Huffington Post blogger, he's often sought after by the media, he's contributed to the New York Times, Cosmopolitan, and Oprah Magazine, among many, and Ken has led hundreds of workshops on intimacy and spirituality for thousands of participants. Ken Page, it is my pleasure to welcome you back to Psych Up Live.
2: Suzanne, thank you so much. And it's really my pleasure to be here. I mean, I, I you know just the quality of of your thoughtfulness and insight and experience just really makes your podcast stand out for me. so i was just I was thrilled when I got your invitation.
1: Terrific. Thank you so much. So can your latest step toward helping people find true love is your new deeper dating online site? What yes. is the story behind this site?
2: Well, I am so glad you asked because it really, you know, as, as I say this, it's, it, it really is somebody I know, a very wise person said that life is very much about completing circles. And in some ways, this really completes a circle for me because when I was 45 years old, um, I was still single and uh you know i felt chronically single and unhappy about that and you know i just i i was teaching about intimacy but i had so much to learn and you know i had learned so much already but still single and my path called me to become a dad Love called me at a certain point after a lot of dating failures to become a father that felt like a really important next step. And I mm-hmm. did, I adopted my son. Yeah. As an infant from Cambodia, Um, brought him home and my heart opened, my life opened, but my sense of time kind of shut because <laughs> I was very homebound <laughs> oh, yes, um, and single. Uh, but it made me think, For people like me, what would be a dream event? What would be a way for people to meet? And a dear, dear friend of mine who was a colleague, we used to lead groups together, who passed away from AIDS, had a vision of gathering people together large groups of people, putting them in small groups and asking questions that were exciting and inspiring and having them all answer and build connections that way. And he always said, I just have such a good feeling about that idea. He had passed many, many years before, but when I brought my child home, I began to think of that. Mm. And so I created, yeah, yeah, so that's another circle, um, so I created Deeper Dating, which was a dating event for people committed to deeper values. And it started in the gay community, gay men's community, and it spread um, to the lesbian community, uh, the heterosexual community, and it just grew and grew. And, you know, uh, I was doing events all over the place. People were hungry for it, and... You know the media was you know, very responsive. There was a lot of media because it was positive and constructive, and hopeful and research-based. Mm. So I loved doing this, but I hated, I hated all the work that went into putting together in-person events, especially being kind of ADHD and having a kid. And you know, that a very sh- I had a very short leash. I couldn't be away for long periods of time right. and didn't want to be. So so I started writing, and I left Deeper Dating Events, and I started writing for Psychology Today and the Huffington Post and um, lots of different ways that I did writing, and that led to my book, Deeper Dating. But all of those years, I dreamed of doing this online. I was like, if we could bring this to the online world, that would be so amazing, and um, meanwhile, I was dating online, doing deep, doing dating online. But um, so fast forward to thirteen years ago when I met my husband, um, who happened to be an emerging technology expert. And we <laughs> perfect. 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 So. Um, we worked really hard together in putting together this platform that actually replicated these warm and wonderful deeper dating live in-person events online. And, it, I, you know, our family did 20 zillion tests with us failing again <laughs> and again and again. They were like it was like eye rolling time. Our friends and family would do another test. I never knew that it would really take off. But finally, Greg kept saying, no, Ken, we're close. <laughs> and I'm like, we are so far. But we were close. And um, at a certain point, he said, Ken, I think we got it. And um, and we pretty much did. And so now we've been running events, and we have a platform, and we're just getting gorgeous, gorgeous response. And I feel, for so many reasons and in so many ways, that this approach does revolutionize how people find love online. And I can say more about that, mm. too.
1: It, it, so you launched your own rocket. Yeah, uh, really yeah we did. did. Well, when I thought about it, one of the things that we've spoken before on shows is you underscoring that we all have a tendency when we're looking for love online to start thinking, what do they want me to be Mm-hmm. Who would she want me to be? Who would he want me to be? Instead of, who am I? What am my core gifts? And let's start there. For those who already know some of the tenets of deeper dating, and for those who are new to it, your focus is on the, one major piece is on the core gifts. Let's talk a little bit about
2: that. Yeah, I think that's so, so central. And um, I want to talk about that and then kind of talk about uh, fascinating research about how online dating actually moves us away from sharing our core gifts. Good. And, Great. and Yeah, and what can be done about that. So um, I guess I'll... How, there's so many different ways to talk about this, but this is kind of the biggest thing that I would say that after many, many years of doing this work and making these changes in my own life – And then teaching about these changes and then, you know, over the course of many years, even after I wrote my book, honing down the message, I have found that there is an architecture. There's like a deeper physics to how love is found, which is very profound, complex, but simple at the same time. And just to put it into kind of a a, a succinct package, it's this. It's that the deepest parts of our being, the most, the inmost petals of who we authentically are, the things that touch us the most deeply, either in pain or in joy, those are the places of what I call our core gifts. And they're the very places that we are the most timid to reveal because for so many different reasons. They ask so much of other people. They ask so much of ourselves. They're demanding. They're challenging. They're fiercely sensitive. They're fiercely passionate. These qualities that are the most essentially us are ones that often we were trained were the least attractive parts of us the scariest they were the parts that like our family couldn't take our sensitivity or they couldn't take our 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 truth telling or they couldn't take our emotionality or they couldn't right. take our quietness and our in interiorness whatever those qualities were um these are our genius but we learn to hide them and this is the formula that is so breathtaking, so profound and fills my heart with inspiration but also awe because it's so big. And that's this, the degree to which we don't treasure and honor those parts of ourselves is the degree to which we're going to be sexually and romantically attracted to people who cannot meet our needs. And the degree to which, and this is everything I teach, we learn to honor those parts and see their value and look for the people who can cherish those parts of us, our search for love completely changes. And our sexual and romantic attractions actually begin to evolve and change, where more and more we become attracted to people who treasure us, honor us. And meet us where we really live,
1: hmm. and
2: I have seen this again and again. It's it's you know it's a breathtaking truth, and it's a truth that basically none of us are taught.
1: Hmm. So let's give an example. So if I'm someone who my family always thought was high maintenance because I'm an over enthusiastic person, small things become big, events become enormous. If I end up with someone who keeps telling me, chill down, you know, you're too much to take. And I try to do that because I don't think my enthusiasm is a good thing. I'm in a relationship of deprivation.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you that's just the kind of person you'll be stuck with and attracted to and notice. And, I, you know, there's just reams of fabulous research that connect to this, even though there's, there hasn't really been research yet about this specific idea, although I will say that a few very wonderful researchers are talking now about studying these concepts, uh, which is, you know, very exciting to me. But, yeah, exactly like you said— Um, What happens is when we don't honor these parts of ourselves, we create a vacuum inside because we try to suppress them. And that vacuum is an act of quiet violence against our being. And it makes us doubt who we are and it makes us look for people who don't get who we are and try to convince them that they should. So that's kind of the process that happens. Whereas, Suzanne, for what you described, those gifts are treasures. They're why you do the work you do. Because your enthusiasm is a core gift of yours. And it's bigger than most people have. And that's another mark of core gifts is that they're really big. They're genius. Genius is not easy. Mm. And so... Go ahead. Yeah. So,
1: so if we were to compare people that I might meet, if I were to meet someone who joins in with me in dampening my spirit, I don't know how great that relationship is. But sometimes you'll find a situation with a man who's really quite, let's say, he's a quiet person, but he'll say, Don't you love my wife's enthusiasm? Yep. Or isn't she, just isn't she, doesn't she make a party? Those are very different relationships. Because the second case, He might have been very quiet and she might have not even been attracted to him. But he is the perfect partner for her because he cherishes the essence of her.
2: This is why I love being on your podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I have to say that in my personal life, that's exactly who my husband is. Exactly. He's a tech guy. You know, sharing feelings is not so easy for him, but. The expanse of my feelings is a safe place for him. Uh, he makes it safe for me. So mm-hmm. uh, that's just so important. Yeah, the person doesn't have to be like you, but they have to like those qualities. They have yes. to treasure them and honor them. Yeah. And you know what, I, what I've seen in my intensives, in my courses, and the therapy work that I do, is that when people can name those qualities and call them treasures and see the pain that they've experienced by not being able to honor them... They get very discriminating. They just lose their taste for people that chip away at their sense of self-worth. They lose their taste. And okay. then when that happens, yes.
1: So let me interrupt you for a minute because I'm going to pretend I'm a listener here and I'm thinking, so what does that mean when you're on this online platform? Are you in therapy groups or uh, you're sitting, are, you, are you put together with other people and do you try to sort of find out what you really are or... I'm asking the question. We have a few minutes left in this section, but so so, how does what we're talking about now relate to that platform that you and Greg worked so hard on?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I'm going to do then. Before our break, I'm going to describe what happens on this platform, and then later I can talk about like. uh, how it actually shifts the way you find love to help you find really healthy, good love. So here's what happens. You start out, you fill out a profile. It's a robust profile that really tells about your interests, your passions, your inspirations. So it's a great profile. You fill that out and then you come to the event and when you come to the event i give a talk it's like a little mini ted talk about just these kind of ideas but but very succinct and specific to how people can get the most out of the event and then what i do is online it's all online i break you into lots of groups groups of 2 groups of 4 all different groups And you get to meet all these people and answer questions that are fun, but also show who you are. Mm -hmm. Like questions like, talk about someone you love who lives far away, or talk about an item in your house that has a lot of meaning for you. Um, Questions like that that make people glow and laugh, and that is the environment that you meet people in. You get to meet a whole bunch of people, and then when the event is over, You are able to go back to that platform, read everyone's profile, instant message with them, chat with them, interact with them, learn together, share in a group forum, uh, you know, just meet in many, many different ways. So Mm. that's what deeper dating is. and What it does is it incubates intimacy from beginning to end.
1: And it doesn't put you on the spot because you don't have to leave the event with someone's phone number.
2: You won't leave the event with anyone's (laughs) phone number. Exactly. No matches happen in the event. And then you have all the time you want afterwards to reach out and then use a whole other set of skills, which I could talk about what some of those skills are, too, because they apply on every online dating platform.
1: Okay. We're going to stop right there. It's wonderful. You've been listening to Psych Up Live. We're here with Ken Page Psychotherapist. He's the author of Deeper Dating. He's talking about his new Deeper Dating online platform. Uh, and we're going to take a break. But please remember, you could call in if you have a question for Ken. Mm-hmm. Our number here 478 1-866-478-5788. We'll be right back.
0: Streaming live. Tune in every week for Making Action Happen, hosted by Sarah Blackhurst. The program takes you inside Action 22, a Colorado-based community outreach organization established in 1999. The show focuses on public policies, both politically driven or not, which have ongoing and immediate impact on the Colorado community and the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can make action happen. Listen Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Voice America Variety.
1: Join hosts Navinav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint. Dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific
0: Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now back to Psych Up Live.
1: Hi, folks. Welcome back. We're speaking here with Ken Page. His new adventure, which sounds wonderful, is the Deeper Dating online site. Now, Ken, at the beginning, you mentioned some research on online dating that maybe is important to share as we proceed. Want to tell us a little bit about those findings?
2: Yes, absolutely, because I do think it's super, super important. And um, it's it's research, but it's also kind of some things that I've kind of uh, put together or synthesized out of that those research findings that I think um, isn't talked about, but is hugely important. So um, just to start, in 1995, online dating really kind of got its start. And so now... It is two thousand and twenty, and online dating started really small, and now it is absolutely huge. Like I think, like Tinder has something like a hundred eighty-six thousand matches every hour. Um, <laughs> wow, unbelievable! Um, I, I, don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. Um, Uh, billions upon billions and billions of matches happen in online dating uh, across all platforms every year. So many more matches than ever, 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 ever existed before. So with this absolute nuclear explosion of ways to meet, ways to match, and ease of matching – the number of committed married couples in America has actually gone down. Now, I understand that there are other factors. I understand also that not everyone who's in a committed relationship is married. But these are the clearest stats that we can find. And what they show is with this proliferation of matches, there should be more ongoing, healthy, committed relationships. Mm. And there aren't. So something is wrong somewhere. Wow. And yeah, a quite amazing. And so so here we are with this explosion of ways to meet and is not helping. It is not helping. So so what is that? And it's a lot of things, but I want to talk about one thing I think it is. Online dating is built to create matches. It is not built to create intimacy. Hmm and And it excels at creating matches. And everyone knows that online dating is kind of emotionally bankrupt, that it's flat, that it's cold, that it's superficial, that it's emotionally unsafe. like we we all know that. And so many dating apps and sites have tried to address that. But the ways that they've addressed it can kind of fall into three categories. One is quantity. We'll get you more people so you could have more matches. Another is immediacy. Boom, boom, boom. You just swipe and you um, will get a match. So it's quicker to get a match. More people, quicker to get a match. And then novelty, which is like bells and whistles of different things that you can do when you try to meet. So, but none of those things, none of those things are the missing ingredient. None of them. And the missing ingredient is intimacy. Intimacy. So what happens is, and this is where the research comes in, is let's say you're doing a swipe app. Well, swipe apps lead people to feeling more depressed and more anxious, and they put you into a circuitry where um, you are disconnected from your heart. Swipe, 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 swipe. And when you do that, you tend to look for... If you're really actually looking something for something, because for example, college males who use swipe apps literally don't plan to meet or even hook up much less date. They do it as a way to build their self-esteem and mm-hmm. relieve boredom. Mm-hmm. They literally don't even want to meet mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. In, in a huge number of cases. So so anyway, what happens when you get into that swipe mentality is that you dehumanize your experience. Mm -hmm. Now, when you dehumanize your experience, yeah, yeah. But when you do that, you go into what I described in a recent New York Times interview as swipe circuitry. Hmm. And what is swipe circuitry? It's like a circuitry of being where you're just looking for your scratch-the-itch type who's really close and really right now. Or you're just looking to see if attractive people might be interested in you. But you are not looking for inspiration. You are not looking for humanity. You're not even looking for those things. Because it's really hard to find on a swipe app well, to know it, what those qualities are.
1: It's like a video game, Ken. It's,
2: it's like I mean, it's, a video game. I mean, so you, yes. that
1: part of your brain that's into it is, you know, uh, right brain, excitement, excitement. You, you really can't even integrate what... What it is, (laughs) oh, it is you're swiping. As you say, it has nothing to do really with finding love or understanding yourself.
2: Exactly, exactly. And when you're in that exact circuitry that you described, you look for your scratch-the-itch type. Mm -hmm. That's what you look for. But people like Harville Hendricks and Helen LaKelley Hunt have explained to us you know brilliant brilliant couples theorists have explained to us that the reason that the people who make you crazy excited do so is largely because unconsciously you are unconsciously registering that these people can hurt you, abandon you and reject you in similar ways to that you have felt hurt abandoned and rejected in your life and your ego unconsciously wants to go back to the scene of the crime to get them to love you right, which mm-hmm. is not the best recipe for finding happy love. Well think about the connection
1: of fear or excitement and dysregulation. It feels very similar. Yes, <laughs> you know, yeah yes. you're hyped up. You're hyped up and it's very so interesting. So let's let's bring this back to your site. So I fill out the form, I'm back I'm going to be on your site, and I hear you speak, and then I'm in a little group, and I'm worried, hmm, he's going to ask some questions or everyone's going to be sharing, and I, I, I'm not going to be, and I'm very attracted to some of the people in the group who seem to know everything, say everything right, look beautiful, who am I, what am I going to say, I don't know if I should do this, talk to that person, Ken.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a huge, huge problem. There's a proliferation now of video dating and speed dating uh, Mm -hmm. functionalities online and and, uh, in person, more online these days, of course. and and that's the problem with them. It's like, oh my God, what do I do? What do I say? I'm just dropped into this situation. I've maybe been given some cues of things I could talk about, but I don't want to talk about those because then I look like you know, an idiot that I can't think of my own things to say. And what if I say the wrong thing? What if I get put on the spot? Which is why the questions that we have. Have been carefully chosen to help people through that process. Because there you are in a group and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? Well, you're going to answer a question. And it's going to be a question that you're going to be able to answer. Mm. It's not like a really crazy, crazy question. Talk about someone who you love at family, seeing at family gatherings. Talk about a pet that's been important to you. Talk about a movie you love. And everybody has a certain amount of time. Everybody shares. There are guidelines of safety and non-criticism. So what happens is warmth is generated and a feeling of safety is generated. Generated And you know that no one is going to be approaching you and you are not going to be approaching anybody. All you're going to do is have fun and warmth and have an evening that is actually like a fireside kind of inspiring, warm, social gathering.
1: So you're going to have an interpersonal experience. You are not going to be forced in the position of being chosen or choosing. We take that right out. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is great. And the deeper dating in person events couldn't do that because we didn't have a a platform. So like one of the therapists who um, used to lead the deeper dating events, she said like when it like the event was beautiful, everyone shared, they loved it, everyone was inspired. Um, But then it was time to have to give out your phone number. And we Mm -hmm. had guidelines to make that really as safe as possible. But she said, she would find herself inching over to the snack table and starting to just fill up on chips because it was so painful to see how nerve-wracking that was for people. You know what what
1: the site reminds me of when we think about how many romances happen in uh, the workplace? Sometimes there are affairs that happen in the workplace, but
2: it's because
1: people are together informally. It's not a setting where it's meant to prompt romantic exchange, but people are laughing about what they did on the weekend. They're both talking about the same sitcom
2: or Netflix. So
1: you created that safe group in a way on the site.
2: Exactly, exactly. And it's what's so missing. And it's just amazing to me that people haven't thought, let's create safety and humanity. And then, you know, if if you think about it, like two examples of, of, Like, okay, so you live in a small town or you visit a very small town. People say hi to each other. Then you move to New York, nobody says hi to each other because it's just overwhelming. Mm -hmm. That's a metaphor for what happens in online dating. Um, It's just, it's so kind of, there's so much and it's so dehumanized. So this uses cutting-edge technology to bring back old fashioned connectedness.
0: Hmm. And
2: you know what you said is so true cuz like picture it like you meet some you're at a party and there's somebody there of the gender that you're that you could be interested in and you look at them and you know they're okay looking, they're fine looking, but you don't really notice them. Then you're like sitting on the couch in a small group of people and they start talking and you're like Oh, that person's voice is really sexy. Or you're talking and they're really looking and listening Mm -hmm. and it's a really good feeling. Or they say something that blows you away or just touches you. All of a sudden you're attracted. Now, attraction that springs from inspiration has so much more chance of being healthy than attraction that only, only, only springs from sexual attraction. Mm. You want both. Mm-hmm, hmm yeah. Well, you,
1: you talk about wanting both. I like one of the things that's in your book, which is like at first sight versus love at first sight.
2: Right, right. Yeah, because if there is a spark, you know, you cannot make yourself be forced to be attracted to somebody, no matter how good they are for you. And, you know, most of us have tried that, and it just it's just a kind of torture of ourselves and the other person. But, When there's a spark, you can grow that spark, and there are skills that help you do that. And in fact, the research shows that most long-lasting great relationships, these are two great pieces of research. One is that most long-lasting relationships don't start with love at first sight. And then the other thing is that, that one of the hallmarks that defines the relationships that make it and succeed are the ones where both people feel a sense of trust, a sense of trust in the character of that person. And my friend, Haro Moreno, who is the editor at large of Psychology Today, has a great line. She says, there are three Cs in finding love. And let me say, there are three Cs in choosing a president um, <laughs> or an elected official. And those are character, character, and character.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I I was thinking to myself, be aware of the James Bonds or the, whoever the female version might be who take your breath away because they may slowly continue to take
2: (laughs) too too
1: much of your breath away. I love that. Oh,
2: that's great. I love
1: that these people can be and as you have journeyed with your folks i've journeyed with people who have suffered trying to convince themselves that this james bond is just it was so wonderful at the beginning so that when james bond shows himself not to be james it's just torture but you've really created a safe place in another way too by taking the numbers game out yes i mean sometimes Many of my folks that I've worked with and are even friends with a disillusioned by online dating because they'll meet someone or they'll chat or quickly send something. Um, and then They'll never hear from the person again. And they think, yeah. gee, I thought that was a good conversation. Can just the numbers game makes people yeah. wrapped up in – and it's like, you know, the, you know the experiment with the five jars of jam compared to the 20 jars in no. the store – so they open the store, and they're going to do an experiment. So one week, they put five jars of jam out, and they put quite a bit of jam is purchased. Next week, they put 15 out. <clears throat> the sales go right down. If it's wow. too many, you can't even figure out what you're doing yeah. or what you like. yeah. And yeah. that's what we see with people. They almost bypass some of the wonderful possibilities because who might next be there and five other things and five other people who are linking them to them. So it's the idea that they're just relaxing and sitting with people and talking about things and being given some prompts yeah. in, at a time when no one can be in person with COVID. This is a, like a truly a great gift.
2: I know it is because you leave the event feeling good inside. And then you have the opportunity to use a whole bunch of other skills and uh, then you know, use the online world and the, the platform that we created to keep connecting. Um, and actually, I will also say that so many of these skills are taught on the website, like peppered through the entire experience are key skills that change the ways people date because I believe that that learning is so important.
1: So give me an example. Are they the type of things you mention in your seven rules of deeper dating?
2: Um, Those are kind of deeper skills and those are in, in my book, Deeper Dating and they do, those things do get mentioned, but there's also really concrete ones like like, I'll give you an example of something that's really simple and concrete that makes a huge difference. And that is don't narrow your field too much demographically until you meet the person. Like, let's say you live in an urban center and you're like, I only want to date somebody where I could get to them with public transportation because I don't have a car. And there's no way to get to them. Or uh, I just want to date people who are in my part of town. Or (laughs) I just want to date people in my city or or whatever it is, Um, or my state even. So what I say to people is use this as your parameter. If this person was a true soulmate, we were attracted to each other, we were in love, we were filled with joy, we were connected. Like, yes, this truly feels great. Would you say no to them because they lived one state away? I hope not. So stretch your parameters Mm. in terms of age, in terms of weight. In terms of location, uh, don't stretch them to the point that it's unrealistic, of course, but stretch them as much as you can. And then from there, let the person's connection with you determine how far you're willing to go. And just, I was recently talking to somebody who uh, lives in London, and he said, I am in the most wonderful relationship. It's the best relationship I've ever been in. If I didn't hear that advice, I would never have found her because she lives 25 miles outside of London. And I never dated anyone outside there. And I'm so happy now. So that's just one example of something that you can do that it's hard. You don't want to do it. You want to keep things small and cozy and safe and familiar. But if you stretch... The minute you're on the phone with that person or you start connecting, you'll have a sense of if this is worth it or not. It really is. We're going to have to take a quick step and a quick break.
1: To um, and then we're going to come back remember you've been listening to Psych Up Live and we're here with Ken Page who's really opening up our eyes to a different kind of online site we'll be talking more about deeper dating and the deeper dating online site when we come back stay with us we'll be right back
0: Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone.
0: Who are we, and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by Dropping In every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel
1: Welcome back, folks. We're speaking with Ken Page about Deeper Dating and, most recently, his creation of the Deeper Dating online site. Now, I asked Ken if he would share some of the skills that unfold from Deeper Dating with the idea of how they can be used in terms of the new site and, in general, in terms of dating. Let's speak about some of these important skills, Ken
2: absolutely absolutely Suzanne well um, here's a sweet one that uh that I'll that I'll mention um, it's what I call squinting so what do I mean by squinting well I kind of got that word because I was speaking to a very brilliant artist I know and she was painting um, a subject and she was squinting she kept squinting I said why do you squint and she said squinting helps me see the essence of the of the person, of my subject, um, I don't get as distracted by the harsh outlines of that person. So I tell people, in a certain way, squint. If the person is a little taller, a little skinnier, a little chubbier, a little older, a little younger, the harsh outlines of those things, then you would normally go with squint a little. Get a Mm -hmm. feeling of who they are. You shift then into a different circuitry and that circuitry will be a much better way for you to know who could bring you happiness, who could bring you safety, who could be right for you. So you squint and you put those things aside a little bit. You don't squint when it comes to character. You don't squint when it comes to how that person makes you feel, but you do squint a little bit about their fashion sense or, you know, all the, those kind of other things that I mentioned. It's a great way to work. Like, and if you're on a date, try this, You're going to be noticing what's the person's this, what's the person's that. Do they like me? Do I like them? What about this issue, that issue? Like, what is this person's credentials? What are my credentials? Try this. Drop down into your feelings and notice what's the weather like inside your heart when you're sitting with them and talking. Mm -hmm. And you'll get a very different answer. That's a huge skill for being able to suss out character.
1: Mm. So when you're sitting with someone who looks just about perfect, and they're very rude to the waitress,
2: exactly, the whole,
1: don't squint.
2: Right. <laughs> Take Don't squint. Of it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, because the more frightened we are, the more defended we are. The more defended we are, the more we choose people based on the demographics that make us feel safe. That's mm-hmm. just how it goes. And mm-hmm. those are not, and, and the, the looks that are our exact type. What I tell people is, ask yourself this. It's the primary question. Everything else, including attraction, will take care of itself. Does my heart, does my soul feel safe with this person? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, that's big. You got that plus attraction, some of the basics there, and you've got like a potential true path to happiness. Another thing I tell people is, and there's great research on this, um, playing hard to get does not work. Being discriminating and letting somebody know that you like them for very particular reasons is actually an aphrodisiac. (laughs) <laughs> listening and curiosity are aphrodisiacs. Like you're in a deeper dating event and you're talking and you see like that little Brady Bunch thing of the, let's say, four or five, six other people in your this particular small group. And there's one person who's really listening. It's very exciting. Um, so another one is the real like, quality of attention and curiosity. Another is always, always Lead with kindness. Mm. Now, that does not make you a doormat because you lead with kindness and then you notice who are the other people who know how to do the same. And they're the only people you want for future happiness. These are such old-fashioned basic skills, but we don't get taught them in this rat race hunt kind of process that online dating creates. And you can you can use these techniques not just on Deeper Dating, but on any online site you have. Deeper Dating is built to really help with this, but you can use these tricks, these techniques, these skills anywhere. Those are just a few.
1: Mm, very nice. So if, let's take it back to your site. So I, I'm in a group, and I do find someone to be listening to me, and someone who's made the way she's sharing it's really making me feel this is a very sensitive and gentle person. What happens when the group ends? I mean, are people going to then be able to connect or are they going to wait to go back on the site and do another group? How does it unfold, Ken?
2: Well, you know, that is technologically unfolding. What we're working on now is creating an open space for people just to interact right after the event right there. Mm -hmm. Um, but, But What it is now is that while you're in the event, you get an email, and that email says, congratulations, you did it, and now you folks all get to connect. You click that link, and everybody's rich profile is there. And you can look at anybody's profile and they all have little uh, like banners that say message me. You can message the person, speak with them, and then you can video chat with each other. Um, And you have all the time you want to do that. There's also a group forum where people can express what they experienced. And Mm. because this is a connection place, somebody might want to be, you might think, oh, what they describe they do for work, that really interests me. I don't want to date them, but. You know, So it's a place for connection. It's a place for warm connection. So there's lots of ways you can meet. So
1: help me out if I'm someone who's already always worried about not coming forth the way everyone else does. So I'm already worried that I'm going to go in the site, and when you ask about someone in your life who you once loved, there'll be something about me or what I say that when the time comes to share all the emails, my assumption... My negative fantasy is everyone's going to connect with people, but no one's going to want to connect with me. What are you going to, how can you help that person, Ken?
2: Well, that is one of the, you know, so many of these skills that we're talking about are kind of interior skills, but the skill of bravery is so necessary. (laughs) It's like so necessary. And those people who had to do the live deeper dating events and go up to somebody, the rule was you could give them your phone number and they only could say one thing. Thank you. And take your number. It was up to them if they called you later, but no one would reject your number nice. so that people wouldn't be deflated. Yeah, yeah, but nice. they learned the skills of bravery because it was it. a safer space. Yeah, and people would come back and they would say, that was really hard, but I was on the subway and there was someone I was interested in. I smiled at them and we exchanged numbers and I never would have been able to do that. So so um, one of the skills trainings that's actually – peppered into that platform is my messaging encouraging people to be brave great. and um you know yeah so mm. so there's a lot of skills training built in just encouraging people to be brave but that's the great thing about online is it's not as scary to reach out to someone online and say hello as it is to go up to somebody in a room and say hello no one sees you. You're totally private. If you get rejected, no one notices. So, um, yeah, I think in that way, online makes things a lot safer.
1: Mm. Now, when I'm in the online group, it's a, is it like a Zoom group where I'll see the other people? Or it'll just my name will come up?
2: Um, during the event, you'll see people. It's all video. Okay. So yeah, yeah. everyone in your small group, all you'll see is your small group. You won't see nice. anyone else. It'll just be that kind of cozy uh, cohort meeting together until you get brought back. That's mm-hmm. how it is for each one. And then afterwards, you uh, on the platform, you can look at everyone's profile and you meet them one-on-one. Okay.
1: Okay, so let's give people information about... How they access the platform and how they find you, your podcast, your book. Let's share that.
2: Absolutely. I'd be delighted. So um, to get to the platform, you go to deeperdating.com and you sign up for the mailing list there. And when you sign up for the mailing list, you get some free gifts, like you get the first two chapters of my book And you fill out a profile, and once you have filled out that profile, you can actually search. You don't have to wait for an event. You could search all the people on the platform and interact with them. Video calls, uh, instant messaging—all completely free because we're in our launch phase and we're trying to really spread the word. So deeperdating.com. Join the mailing list. We'll guide you through the whole process to um, to actually sign up and be able to start interacting with people and then we'll also let you know about events in your area so that's the simple part so uh, so, uh, this
1: this doesn't cost me anything at this time
2: a hundred percent free a hundred percent free now when you do an event there is a ticket price for those events but um and you'll get to hear about what that is mm-hmm. and I think it's I think it's currently $15 or sometimes $20 mm-hmm. for the 2 hour event and unlimited ongoing opportunity nice. to keep meeting the people yeah yeah and but just filling out a profile and interacting with people on the site is a hundred percent free at this point. That's a gift.
1: That's a great holiday gift for everyone. That's <laughs> so, true. Right. Okay, so um, if you, if and so, how would they find um, your book on Amazon, right?
2: Yes, deeper mm-hmm. dating is on Amazon and your um, podcast and my podcast is deeperdatingpodcast.com and i have episodes every 2 weeks um, it's usually just me talking about uh, you know a whole bunch of different things um but So yeah, deeperdatingpodcast.com is how you can find out about that. Amazon.com for deeperdating.com. I also have an audio course, a kind of like much more intimate audio course. You can hear about that on deeperdatingpodcast.com. And um, I do intensives for small groups of people that want to do deep six-month work on this journey. Um, nice. So that's another thing that's available. Okay,
1: we are going to have to stop. Uh, Ken, I- thank you so much for- for joining us and for reaching out and now establishing another step to help people really securely find people first they find themselves and then they find somebody special and you keep giving them a guideline for that thank you so much i also want our listeners to know ken's coming back around valentine's day and we are going to he's going to update us on how things have gone. Maybe some of you will really know even before I know how things are gone and how this platform really serves us. Thank you again for coming on, Ken.
2: It's a joy. Thank you, Suzanne.
1: Um, I want to thank my listeners. Remember, you can hear this and any prior show as a podcast. This will be a podcast by 6 p.m. tonight, Eastern. And it's also available on all the platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, if there's a platform, it's on it. Drop me a comment or a question at radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Mostly until next week, please be safe, wear masks, thanks, and be listening.